Hello and welcome back to another episode of Missing Mysteries in Black and White with you two hosts, myself Ed and my main man Josh. How are we doing? Hope everyone is well. First things first, as usual, Josh, how you been my man? Yeah, pretty good. Well, buzzing after today. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, finally, we're making moves, boy. We are making, we're making moves. We're making big moves, big moves. We ain't gonna... We ain't gonna give it all the deeds nah. out just yet. Nah, I gotta keep a bit behind. Teaser. <laughs> naughty, naughty, you're teasing me. <laughs> but no, yeah, we've um, had some very, very good news, and we've um, made a, made a couple of deals. Yeah, we say. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're hyping up too. Yeah, we probably are. Yeah, nah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I hope everyone is well, and thank you for. Uh, finding our podcast and um, listening to our podcast mm-hmm. so we want to say thank you once again um, as I am speaking this week is going to be one of Josh's um, subjects which we spoke about last week when we talked about the Sawney Bean Clan mm-hmm. which they were fl- which is still baffling me yeah. how mental they were yeah I know and also um, uh, our friend Connor uh, he listens to the podcast and he sent us a picture because we mentioned about a tribe where they were a plane went over and they were chucking spears and yeah. arrows and there's a picture of the actual plane afterwards yeah how that was still flying <laughs> i do not know but um yeah so at some point we'll put a picture up of yeah uh, of what connor sent us so thank you very much connor for sending us that picture but yeah we're talking about the what's his name jeremy bamba jeremy bamba who is a serial killer mm-hmm. is he a serial killer yeah. or a murderer uh i mean how many does it take to become a serial killer in it like three or four, but is that in at different times though? Isn't it not in one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no, technically, he's just a killer. Then oh, okay. he's not an actual serial killer. But oh yeah, yeah. There yeah. is a um, not conspiracy, but a sort of question. There's like a questionable sort of background towards it, like right whether he actually was the one responsible oh, or not. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, so that's going to be a, it's going to be a very very interesting. Mm-hmm episode and it reminds me a bit of like amityville yeah yeah i get where you're coming from you know what i mean yeah so it kind of reminds me of that not amityville scarecrow that's something oh, different fucking hell but the actual um amityville house yeah and so but um that was a haunting whereas mm-hmm. this was just a murder a murder so to speak so well technically i suppose in a way it's classed as a massacre yeah yeah massacres multiple people in one time isn't it yeah so like what for a lot of uh School shootings and that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which again, I don't want to go on a sad note, but can I just say, thoughts and prayers go out to the recent shooting in Nashville. Was it Nashville? The other, the other day, there's another, yeah, there's another school shooting. Oh fuck off! I ain't heard about. Yeah, another school shooting, and some people, right, are pissing me off. I know we've talked about this before, but some people are pissing me off because apparently this person was transgender. Right. They're now apparently blaming that instead of the gun. It's the person who's wielding the weapon, not the person's sexuality. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But they was um they <laughs> was a former um student at the school as well. Okay. And oh mate, I don't want going too deep. 
much detail about it because I'll piss myself off. No, yeah, fair. But something's got to be fucking done. Seriously, this is beyond a joke. Well, I mean, we only spoke about it the other week. Do you know what? This is what actually made me feel fucking sick. Do you know how many school shootings there have been this year in America? What, in 2023? Yeah. Hang on. I just want to get this right before I say it. Right. Well, according to the Gun Violence Archive, there's already been 130 mass shootings. 130? This year. Um, it's just, well, we're recording this on the 1st of April. Yeah. Fuck. 130 man. mass shootings oh have God. occurred so far this year. In I Europe. don't know whether that's USA in general. I can't. I know there's at least 17 school shootings that have happened this year. Yeah. In America. Oh, my God. But mass shootings overall, there's been 130. Fucking hell. That's nearly one and a half mass shootings per day. That's mad. Got, it's disgusting. I, I don't know what to say. And the thing that pisses me off, right? Uh, people coming out and saying something needs to be done. Do it, then. Yeah. Stop fucking saying about it. Just do it, you useless cunts. Mm. It's not even fucking um, what's his name, Joe Biden. He was joking about ice cream and all sorts of shit instead of men- before mentioning the shooting. Mm. And then he's coming out and saying, yeah, something's got to be done. You're the president of the United States. You are the one that is capable of doing something, and you're not. Mm. Honestly, I would fucking hate to be an American, yeah. especially an American parent right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be fucking sure. petrified. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, can't get, I can't believe that. That can't be just USA alone. That can't be. Can't Unless be. it is just mass shootings, because, like, not just school shootings. Mm. But still, 17 school shootings this year, Yeah, and we're in April, is disgusting. Yeah. Fucking hell. But like I said, I don't want to go too much into detail, because I'll piss, <laughs> it'll piss us off. But yeah. I just want to say thoughts and prayers to the families that were affected, uh, yeah. affected and everything yeah. like that. Because I think I just looked, it was f- uh, three children who yeah. died and three adults. Three adults. So, Fucking, oh, get fucked, <laughs> in it. Just get fucked. It's fucking, oh, mate, it's disgusting. Uh, Actually fucking disgusting. thing is, I can't even say on a bright note, because we're talking about a killer. Yeah. So it's just like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the world's fucked, mate. It, it really is. It mate. needs a reset button big time. Mm. Well, anyway, <laughs> we're trying to get back on, uh, <laughs> on the topic. Yeah, so, yeah, thoughts and prayers. With with the families mm-hmm. being affected, but um, just just look after everyone. Just yeah. look out for everyone. You know what I mean? For, for fuck's sake, man! <laughs> I'll get pissed off very often. Yeah, I'll admit that. I'll get. I'm a grumpy bastard. Yeah. I'll admit that. But I've never thought of going to a school and just no, after them. No, nah. It's disgusting. Actually, fucking disgusting. We gotta get off this, job Yeah, we'll we'll be here all day. Home. Fucking hell. We gotta get off this. So, yeah, um, so Jeremy Bamba. Mm-hmm. So, Josh. Yep. Who is he and what was it that he done? Right. So, in the early hours of August the 7th, 1985, five members of the same family were brutally murdered at White House Farm in Essex. The names of the victims were Neville Bamba, June Bamba, Sheila Caffell, and her two twin sons, Daniel and Nicholas. The murders were carried out by Neville and June's adopted son, Jeremy Bamba, who is currently serving a whole life tariff, which means there is no possibility of parole, mm. which is what I mentioned last episode. I said yeah. he's appealing to 
so he can go for parole. Right, okay. Which he has appealed, I think this is now waiting for his sixth application. Yeah, I remember you saying, yeah. And just to fast forward, you, I'm not saying whether he's guilty or not, it's for everyone to speculate, and everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but you don't surely appeal six times after it, having the first five turned down just to get the possibility of parole if you know you've done this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. There's got to be some some truth there in yeah. some way. Either that or he's just massively bone iron. Yeah. Well, as a whole life prisoner, it means Bamba has spent most of his life surrounded by some of the country's most notorious killers, including Dennis Nilsson, mm. Levi Belfield and Wayne Cousins. Right. Just to name a few. Mm. In fact, he is one of 38 prisoners in England and Wales who is serving a whole life tariff. However, he is the only one who still maintains his innocence to this day. Right. Bamba even took a lie detector test in 2007 to which he actually passed. So if Bamba is correct, it means that this is one of the biggest miscarriages of justice in UK history. Fucking hell. Now, m- many people believe in he is true. Many people believe he is truly innocent, including Mark William Thomas. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Well, for those that don't know, he is a former British detective turned investigation du- journalist, mm-hmm. and he has worked on many important high-profile modern cases, such as the disappearance of Madeleine McCann. Oh, really? And even more majorly, he is the man responsible for exposing Jimmy Savile, Rolf Harris, and Gary Glitter as paedophiles. Fucking hell. He's the one that when brought all the journalism and everything forward. Oh, right. So if he's turning around... And saying, saying something's not quite right. Yeah, maybe there is some plausible thing in it. Mm. But I'll go. Uh, let's go back right back to the beginning. So Jeremy Bamber was born in London on January thirteenth, nineteen sixty-one. Not long after he was born, his mother gave him up for adoption. He was adopted by Neville and June Bamber when he was six months old. The couple lived in a large Georgian house on the three hundred acre White House Farm in Essex. In addition to the farming business, they also ran a campground. Mm. Neville was a former RAF pilot and now worked as a magistrate. June, however, suffered from depression and spent quite a bit of time in mental health facilities. About four years before the um, before they adopted Jeremy, they actually adopted a girl called Sheila Caffell. Now, Sheila married in 1977 and went on to have two twin boys in 1979 before she divorced her husband in 1982. Sheila also struggled with mental health symptoms, such as paranoia, erotic behaviour, and psychosis. Erotic behaviour? Erratic, sorry. I was going to say. <laughs> One minute she was fuming, next she was horny. <laughs> I was going to say. No, erratic well, behaviour, sorry. Sit, you're sitting there watching Emmerdale Farm, and all of a sudden she's fucking whipping her kit off. <laughs> I'm thinking she's pulled out. Like, oh, oh. So erratic behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> What's <laughs> the behaviour? Just oh, <laughs> you like it, don't you, boy? <laughs> I don't know just... <laughs> I'm eating me egg and chips. <laughs> <laughs> well, at various times, she was diagnosed with schizoaffective uh, disorder and schizophrenia. She too was treated in mental health facilities on several occasions. Mm. Now, her sons mostly live with her father, with their father in North London. <coughs> yeah. 
Sheila and her adopted mother, June, did not get on well with each other at all, and June often did not approve of Sheila's behaviour. June had uh, very strict religious beliefs, and she didn't believe Sheila's mental health system um, symptoms, despite the fact that she suffered from mental health as well. Yeah, that's a bit mad. In fact, she believed Sheila's mental conditions came from Satan, and even referred to Sheila as the devil's child. Right. Oh, uh, here, where's the exorcism? Come on, uh, yeah, bring her up. But the thing is, just like you suffer with mental health as well. So what? You think you're being possessed by Satan as well, yeah, or something? Well, yeah, either that, or it's the little voice inside her that's jeered mm. her up even more. Saying, "Nah, this is not right with her." I'm, yeah, I'm alright. Nah, fuck that. Well, in March 1985, Sheila had a psychotic episode where she believed she was directly talking to God, and that people were trying to kill her. Because of this, she was sent to a mental health facility again. Mm. But moving back onto Jeremy, he was sent to boarding school but didn't perform well academically. After leaving school, he spent time in Australia and New Zealand, to which people claimed that he bragged about committing crimes whilst he was travelling. Eventually, he returned to the UK and started working on the farm. Jeremy also moved into a house which was owned by his father three and a half miles away from the farm. Right. In 1983, he met a woman called Julie Mugford, to which the pair became romantically involved with each other. Mm. And this takes us on to the timeline of the crime. Right, okay, go on. So on August 4th, uh, 1985, Sheila, Daniel and Nicholas arrived at the farm with the intention of spending a week there. The housekeeper saw Sheila that day and didn't notice anything odd or different with her mood. Two farm workers saw Sheila the next day and later would say that she was happy but she seemed a bit if you know what i mean yeah yeah on august 6th jeremy was working on the farm and he told sheila that she should place her sons in daytime foster care with a local family to which sheila didn't have a strong reaction no i can't imagine it jeremy apparently heard uh rabbits whilst in the farm to which he loaded a 22 caliber semi-automatic rifle and placed it on the kitchen table with a box of ammo. Obviously with the intention of killing the rabbits. Mm. Well, at n- about 9.30pm, a farmhouse worker said he heard Jeremy leave the farm. Around the same time, a secretary who worked at the farm called Barbara Wilson called uh, Neville. Barbara said that Neville was apparently short with her and hung up the phone abruptly, which was out of the ordinary because he was usually quite pleasant on the phone. Mm. She was left with the impression that she had interrupted an argument. Well, around 10pm, June's sister phoned the house to speak to both June and Sheila. June's sister said that Sheila was unusually quiet. Well, on um, August 7th, around 3.20 in the morning, Jeremy Bamber called Chelmsford Police Station from his house, and he called the station directly instead of calling 999. Right, okay. He told them that 10 minutes earlier, he received a phone call from his father who was calling him from White House Farm. Now, according to Jeremy, his father told him to please come over. Your sister has gone crazy and has got the gun. (coughs) After calling the police, Jeremy apparently drove to the farmhouse. On his way to the house, he was passed by three policemen who said that he was driving much more slowly than they were. Hmm. The police arrived at the house around 3.45am, about two minutes before Jeremy did. 
Through a window, the police believe they saw a human being um, human being moving in the main bedroom to which they called a special arms unit to assist them. Because right. obviously they yeah, believe yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's got the gun, yeah. The police waited outside for several hours for the armed, uh, armed unit to show up and tried to use a bullhorn in effort to communicate with Sheila, who they believed was armed and dangerous. Right. No one was. No one responded. And the, in fact, the only thing they heard was a dog barking. During this time, Jeremy w- was apparently calm and even talked to one of the officers at the scene about cars, mm. despite the fact your family's apparently being held at gunpoint and all yeah. that shit. Yeah, yeah, no. He even told the policeman that he would be buying a portion. <laughs> he also mentioned that he was the one that loaded the rifle and left it on the table. Right. Well, around 7.30am, the police broke through. Which is a long time to wait. When you think they arrived at quarter to four in the morning. Yeah, but I think with that, like, you've you got to find the right time. Yeah, of course if you, if you jump in at any point, they, they could just It could all go off. tits up, yeah. Yeah, it could all go pear shape. Yeah, so the police broke through um, the locked kitchen door and finally entered the farmhouse. The police found the bodies of all five members of the family who were in the farmhouse. Mm. The twenty-two caliber rifle, had the, which had been used at close range to kill all of them, with around 25 to 26 shots that had been fired during the attack. Okay, no. There were signs of a physical fight in the kitchen, including a broken ceiling and a few chairs. Neville was found in the kitchen, and the other four victims were found upstairs. The police determined that Neville had been shot four times when he was upstairs, he made his way downstairs, was involved in a physical struggle, and then shot several more times. Fucking hell. He fucking went down like a champ. Yeah, yeah, he's a tough bastard. June's body was found in the master bedroom. Sheila's body was next to her, to which she had been shot twice under the chin with the rifle lying on her body, pointed at her neck with her fingers around the weapon as well as a Bible next to her. Mm. The two boys were found in their bedrooms, meaning that they must have been asleep when they was killed. Right, so a bad situation. At least they didn't know. Suffer, yeah, exactly. They suffer, they didn't know. They just went to sleep, and that's the last thing they Yeah. The police initially believed that Sheila was the killer and had killed the other four before killing herself. At the same time, they were curious as to why Sheila had been shot twice, but they determined that their theory was still plausible because only one of the shots would have been fatal immediately. Mm. Three days after the murders, on August 10th, one of Neville's cousins found the scope and silencer for the rifle in a downstairs gun cupboard. Mm. The police had searched the house prior to this and had not found these items. The silencer had uh, had what uh, appeared to be flecks of red paint on it as well as blood. The police said that the paint matched the same paint on the fireplace mantelpiece almost like the silencer had been on the rifle during the physical struggle between Neville and the killer. Right, okay. It was later determined that the blood was the same type as Sheila's or a mixture of blood from both Neville and June. Mm. Well, on September 7th, 1985, Jeremy's girlfriend, Julie, told the police that Jeremy had told her about detailed plans he had to kill his family and that he had hired a hitman to commit the murders. Initially, Julie had supported uh, Jeremy, and she only made this allegation after she discovered that Jeremy was cheating on her, and after Jeremy had allegedly physically attacked her. Right. In addition to this, 
Julie was facing charges for burglary, check fraud and selling marijuana. And in exchange for her cooperations, all these charges were dropped. <laughs> so, is she... There's nothing worse than a woman scorned, mate. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you now. But it's like, it's like so... Did Jeremy say this shit, or are you just doing it yeah, off your own fucking back? Yeah, they, it sounds like she's just set him up. Yeah. Because she's thinking, you fucking cheat on me, you bastard. I'll fucking... Do you know what I mean? If I'm going down, you're coming down. Yeah. Kind of thing, yeah. Well, the next day, Jeremy was arrested and charged with the murders. His trial began on October 1st, 1986. The pros- uh, prosecution's theory of the crime was that Jeremy walked into the farm, murdered everyone there taking care to murder Sheila in a way so he could stage it as if she ended her own life. Right. The theory also claimed that Jeremy removed the silencer after he realised there was no way Sheila could reach the trigger and shoot herself I was gonna ask with that. the silencer on. I was going to ask that because a rifle is a fairly long Yeah. Day, you've got to fucking hold that. Yeah, exactly. Like, like that. So, yeah, I can't imagine. It, that, that, that's the only thing that makes you think she didn't do it. Yeah. He then exited the farmhouse through a window which was designed so that it would lock itself once he closed it. Mm. He then rode his mother's bike to his house to which the bike was later found near where he lived. Right. Well, on October 28th, Jeremy was found guilty of the murders and was sentenced to five life terms and in 1994, he was informed that he will never be released from prison. So that's the overall story, the background of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we'll go into the case of, is Bamba actually innocent? Did he do it? Yeah. Well, in February 2012, you remember that Mark William Thomas that I said about? Mm. He started writing to Bamba because not only was he fascinated by him, but also wanted to find out more uh, more aspects that just of the whole story that didn't sit comfortable with him. Yeah. Now, because he is a journalist, he is actually not allowed to visit or speak to Bamba without the authority um, of the Ministry of Ju- uh, Justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To which he has asked them, as well as the prison warder, and they have turned him down multiple times. Right. Now, the police believe that Bamba was a master manipulator who hated his um, adopted parents and staged the murder so that he would inherit the family farm and fortune. Mm, that's fair. The judge stated that the murders were either carried out by Sheila Caffell or Jeremy ben- or Jeremy Bamber, thereby thereby ruling out a third party involvement. Right. Yeah. 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 Now, one of the main issues of the crime, it, I'm sorry, one of the main issues is that the crime scenes and evidence was not handled in the correct way, meaning it was not preserved or secured. Right. Now, murder scenes should not normally are treated as sterile areas for forensic examination. Yeah. So that people can come in and they find strands of DNA, all that sort of shit. However, a total of 66 police officers were recorded at the scene, with 49 of them tramping through the house while the bodies were still there. Oh, right. So, yeah, they tampered. So, they tampered with it big time. Yeah. And there is even a photo of a police officer pissing in the garden and another one posing for a photo after writing their initials onto the area onto an area of the farm's roof. Ooh, uh. So, they really ain't taking this serious. Like, yeah, nah. Fucking hell. The police on their own um, admission even moved and touched crucial evidence none other than the gun itself. Well, what do you fucking expect then? 
They had moved it from a different position on Sheila's body and had even taken a picture of the gun propped up against a window in the bedroom. Why? Because they're fucking idiots, that's why. We ain't coppers, but if we turn up to a fucking crime scene, it's like, fucking don't touch anything. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Now, don't get me wrong, when I'm saying this, I'm not saying like, oh, the police did it and they're covering... No, I think they were just being fucking idiots in this yeah. state. Well, given the brutal and frantic nature of the murders at the house, it was fairly assessed that the killings took place when the killer was in some kind of frenzied or psychotic state. Mm. Now, Jeremy had no history of psychosis or mental illness, neither did he have no drug or alcohol dependency. Right. In fact, Jeremy's health, both then and now, is considered stable and balanced. Oh, right. So, in reality... He's sane, basically. Yeah, yeah. He's sane and he's fucking... He's like quite a well-looked-out assassin kind of thing. Whereas Sheila had severe psychosis as well as paranoia and was admitted to hospital multiple times for relapsing into acute psychotic states. Yeah, so she was tapped. Yeah. As well as this, her clinician, Dr. Ferguson, assessed her as being a vulnerable person who, as well as a user of cannabis and cocaine, and having schizophrenic disorder. Okay, now, not a good mix, really. No. Now, even though the doctor said he has never seen her act in a violent way... He did say that along with accounts of her former husband claiming that she had violent episodes and the doctor stated that someone in her condition faced with what she regards what she regarded as real pressing fears could easily respond with physical aggression directly to property herself or to others. Yeah. yeah so even though she's never hell. seen it he won't put it past her yeah. basically. Now, a close friend of Sheila's gave evidence during the trial that weeks prior to her hospital admission, she was talking very strangely about suicide and her belief that she was a white witch and had to get rid of the evil in the world, as well as expressing fears of harming her own children. Right, so what, she, she had fears of harm. Yeah. Has she done it anyway? <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. If she's in a psychotic state, she's thinking, fuck, what if I one day hurt them? And she's talking about killing herself. Yeah. Now, hmm. this this is a bit clutching at straws, this next bit, but it is a bit weird when I go through it. Now, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, there was a Bible next to her, hmm. to which the book was left open um, on Psalm 55, which is obviously part of the Bible. And this reads, Listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my plea. Hear me and answer me. My thoughts trouble me, and I am distraught because of what my enemy is saying. Because the threats of the wicked, and they bring down suffering on me, and assail me in their anger. This is, again, clutching the straws, but it does sound a bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a bit dodgy. Yeah. To which Mark William Thomas believes this goes to the heart of Sheila's mental health and supports her very fragile mental condition. Yeah. Well, yeah, it does, yeah. There was also a handwritten scroll in the wall of the farm which read, I hate this place. (laughs) This piece of evidence was not used at all during the trial. Yeah. During the court, one, um, one strict rule that the jury had is that they had to be sure, beyond all doubt, that Sheila did not kill her own family and then herself. Mm. And that if 
they decided that she was not capable of that, then it must have been Jeremy. Yeah. However, when it is based solely on personalities and mental state of both, as well as who had the behaviour capable of carrying out this crime, how the hell did they look at all of this evidence and come to the conclusion, beyond doubt, that Sheila couldn't potentially do this? The only thing that makes me think she didn't do it is the gun. Yeah, I'll get onto that in a minute. But take away the gun aspect. Yeah. Like they said, they have to prove beyond all doubt Sheila was not capable of this. Everything I've read points to the fact she is capable of doing this. She's capable she's thought about it. Exactly. She, so how the fuck have they come to concrete proof? Nah, she didn't do it. I think it's it's just because she's already dead. Yeah. She's already dead. They want to put someone behind bars. You know what I mean? Yeah. How, yeah, she can't defend herself. Yeah. Well, on April 19th, 2007, Jeremy Bamber took a lie detector test, or as it's more commonly known, a polygraph test. Mm. Now, polygraph test examiner Terry Mullins is the man responsible for doing the test on Bamber. Now, beforehand, he explained how a lie detector test works, to which he said they work on um, physiology, meaning that they pick up um, physiological changes of the body, such as heart rate, blood pressure, respiration, sweat, etc., and if done correctly, they are around 90 to 95% accurate. Mm. Well, Bamba was asked, did you shoot your family on August 7th, 1985? No. Were you in the house when the five members of your family were shot? No. His charts validated that not, but um, his charts validated that by not showing any signs of deception, mm. meaning basically he was telling the truth according to the test. Yeah. <clears throat> now the reason the whole reason Bamba was convicted as you mentioned earlier was because of the silencer mm. now the silencer was found by Jeremy's cousin David a month later David said he took it to his sister's house where he examined it and said that he could see red paint and blood on it he told the police to which they collected it and sent it for examination Right. the prosecution case was that when Sheila was killed the gun had the silencer fitted and this um and this is evident for two reasons that the injuries caused to sheila's neck were a result of the silencer coming into contact with the skin mm. and that it was not po- uh, pl- uh, possible to kill herself with the silencer on the gun because she couldn't reach the trigger mm. the defense case is that the silencer was not fitted at the time of the murders or when sheila killed herself at the trial, forensic expert Mr. Hayward stated that only Sheila's blood group and nobody else's was on the silencer. Mm-hmm. Sheila's a, um, a blood group is the same group which is shared with 38% of the population. Yeah. DNA testing was not actually available in 1986, whereas today such evidence as matched blood group held by such a wide percentage of population would carry little to no weight at all. Right. Meaning, so they use that to basically charge Bamba, but if that court case was to happen nowadays, that would be irrelevant. Oh, right. Thing is, right, it's the farm's gun. Yeah. She's been on the farm. The The gun could have been used. Yeah. Right. Whenever. Shooting rabbits. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And... She could have touched it. Yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. Thing is, it's saying. Who had who had the silencer? Uh, their cousin David. Right. 
which don't sit well with me. How did he get the silencer? Yeah, I'll, I'll go on to this. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, but just to go back to that, what I just said about the um, curry and no little, little to no mm. weight at all. But given how the forensic evidence was presented, it was seen as very persuasive, causing the jury to conclude that the silencer was on the gun when Sheila was killed and that Jeremy must have killed her, and then put the silencer in a box in the cupboard where the gun was held because Sheila can't exactly do that after she's dead now. Hang on. Couldn't she Couldn't she have used the silencer on all the others? Put it back and then shot herself. Yeah. Of course she could have. Now, however, disclosure of documents post-trial and with the advances in forensic science and development of DNA testing, the silencer tells a different account significantly the presence of an unknown DNA. All right. The Bloods A group was not only unique to Sheila, but also matched the finder of the silencer, David. So how do we know that it's Sheila's blood and not his? Oh, right, yes. He could have had a cot on his hand, picked up the silencer, his blood DNA's on it. Yeah. Because they've got the exact same DNA. How the fuck do they know it's not his? Well, Chuck Spanner and it works. It weren't Jeremy and it weren't um, (laughs) Sheila. It could have been David. It was David all along. Yeah. Because that had fucking... Thing is, if I was a copper and be like, it was a month after, yeah, and he just said, "I've got the silencer," yeah, it's like, why didn't you tell us for soon? Straight away, straight away. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, now the most vital clue is the pictures of the body of Sheila. Mm. At the time of her death, blood pattern analysis was not widely used, and so it didn't form part of the prosecution case. Right. The blood dist- uh, distribution. And positioning of Sheila's body tells us exactly what happened. In a picture, you can see Sheila's bed is still fully made and undisturbed, meaning that she was not in bed asleep at 3.30am. Her body was in her parents' bedroom and was laying prostate... um, Prostate? Yeah, prostate. Prostate? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Right, it was laying on the floor... With the left side of her head against the bedside cabinet. Mm. During the evidence, it it's claimed there was no blood on the soles of Sheila's feet. But this was incorrect, as there was, in fact, blood on the soles of Sheila's feet. Right, these coppers sound like fucking idiots, mate. They're getting worse. Yeah. Worse. The blood spatter is also consistent with her having trod in blood as she walked around killing her family. Yeah. As well as this, the other significant piece of evidence is the two bullets lying on her chest with her right hand just above the trigger of the rifle. Now, the barrel of the rifle was just below her neck where the two fatal shot wounds were found. Now, even though it's easy for someone to see two bullet holes and draw a conclusion that it would be impossible to shoot yourself twice, however, it has been shown by experts to be a wrong assumption. Mm. In fact, having two bullet holes so close to each other does occur in suicides where a weapon is capable of firing more than one round on a single trigger. Mm. And with the murder weapon being a 22 caliber rifle, is the exact weapon capable of doing such a thing. Right, okay. Now, another piece of evidence is where Sheila's body was found is exactly where she was shot, meaning that she was not killed elsewhere and then moved... And uh, yeah, and then moved, yeah. and she was not standing where she was shot. No, so she was laying down. Say it could went through her neck. Yeah, well, like under her chin, under sort of her thing. chin, out the top of her head. Yeah, you know? and 
and it's going to be behind on the wall yeah you know her, her fucking a cranium and that and yeah it was all plastered on the wall if that was a if that was jeremy he has got her to lay down and he's had to which lay down what I was next about to her. get to which is exactly what i was about to get to why would he do that exactly she would have been standing up bang, bang. job done job yeah down oh dear she also had trauma. She also had no trauma marks on her arms and showed no sign of the struggle that took place. Mm. Now Sheila Cafell was the one with the mental health history, with numerous inpatient psychotic assessments, and had expressed fears of harming the children. It is also believed that she was the one responsible for writing "I hate this, I hate this place" yeah. on the wall, which was in her children's bedroom. Mm. So taking all this into account. For Jeremy to be guilty of Sheila's murder as well as all the others, he must have been able to subdue and control her enough to make her lie flat on the floor whilst he placed the rifle under her neck, um, under her chin, sorry, and then shot her twice. Right, so is this bloke now Darren Brown? Well, exactly! <laughs> is he, like, hypnotised, you know what I mean? And given, and given that she was, in all probability, shot last... She would have allowed this after witnessing her mum's murder on the account of them being in the same room, as well as being aware of the murder of her dad and two kids. Two kids, yeah. Right. What you've told me so far, Jeremy Bamber is an innocent man. Yeah. This is what I mean. It's like... He is either incredibly clever... Yeah. ...and manipulative... And all that, and has pulled off the fucking well. It could have been an impossible job because he's dead. Yeah, but because he's in he, he's in jail. Yeah, or they're thickish pigs. Well, that's what I mean. I know it happens years ago, and like we said, technology and that wasn't as good as it is nowadays. No. But surely you've looked at all the technology nowadays. You've sort of like crossed analysis or whatever, yeah. and come to the conclusion. How the fuck did he do this? Yeah, they, sh- yeah that, it, that's it. And I'm not being funny. Of all people to be blowing the whistle on this, you've got the guy that was a lead member in the investigation of the Madeleine McCann disappearance and the one who blew the whistle on Jimmy Savile and them lot. Yeah. It's, I think his fucking background's credible enough. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 big time. But, yeah, so this is, like, a difficult one because you can see it easily pointing to both of them being guilty. In certain situations, you can see why maybe it would have been Jeremy, but then the majority of the things that I point is what Sheila. I can't see how it is Jeremy. But with Sheila's, the, the only guilty thing Jeremy has done was loaded the gun. Yeah, that's the only guilty thing he's done. With Sheila's mental state, etc., could she really have overpowered her dad with the physical struggle in the kitchen? He, but he's already, he was already shot four times. Exactly. You think? Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. You ain't gonna feel like you're fucking Hercules after well, being no. shot four times. I don't care who you are. If you've right, I'd, if if Andrew Tate ever come out <laughs> and said, "Yeah, I got shot four times and I still fucking ran a marathon," bollocks. Yeah, man. bollocks. You're gonna be on your knees crying your little fucking eyes out. You're no alpha male anymore, mate. Yeah, I don't care who you are. If you got shot four times, <laughs> you're going down. Exactly. You get knocked down by a four year old. I don't give a fuck who yeah. you are. But if Jeremy did do it, right? Did he really thoroughly plan this whole thing out and then? Uh, like, because if he did this right, he would have had to have planned this to perfection. Yeah? yeah. So he's done it all. He's done it perfect. Is he then really going to do something stupid like put the silencer back in the fucking cupboard? Yeah, nah. And it's a bit weird that David found the silencer a month later, even though the police thoroughly searched the house straight away after and didn't find it. 
that's the only thing what makes me think that, that's the only thing what's linking Jeremy to it. Yeah. Because she couldn't have done it. She's dead. No. She She's plastered all over the walls. But at the same time, right, the silencer was the main thing that Jeremy was charged with the murder. Yeah. He, the one who found the fucking thing, has the same blood group as Sheila. Yeah. That blood group was found on the fucking silencer. So what you're saying is... It was Jimmy Savile who done it. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. Nah, so what you're saying is fucking David's got something to do with it well, somehow. Man, this is what I mean. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. It's like, now when I've said all of that, you can see, if he is innocent, why the fuck Jeremy Bamber is still going divvy yeah. trying to appeal so he can get parole? I don't think he'd done it. I don't think he'd done it personally. Oh, what all of that is pointing towards Sheila. She's got the mental. She, she's, not she's got the mental capil- capabilities of doing it. Of doing it. She spoke about suicide. She spoke about potentially killing her sons. She's she's apparently the one that writ on the wall. I hate this place. Yeah. In her children's room. She didn't get on with her mum. She didn't get on with her mum. Her dad just caught a crossfire, poor cunt. But you know what I mean, like. She, even the fucking little things like the Bible, that page. It sounds a bit sus for someone. That's the sort of page. I mean, I'm not read the bible so i wouldn't know but that's the sort of page and like phrasing that you would have written if you were religious about a commit a suicide yeah it's yeah. basically like saying like yeah yeah forgive me for what i've done yeah exactly but for jeremy to have done this sheila i've just killed dad i've just shot mum if you just saw because you're right there i've just killed your kids do you want to do me a favor and just lay down so i can shoot you yeah yeah, all right, no problem. And like you say, because if she was so... Yeah, because if he's just shot her kids, she's going to be fucking distraught. Mm-hmm. She's going to be fighting him, scratching him. If there was no... D- of his DNA in that house... Exactly! Because you know what I mean? She'd have been fucking going mental, trying yeah. to grab the gun off him and everything like that. For, him, for then him to like push her onto the ground... Yeah! With her having no physical like restraints no. on her or anything like that. And at the same time... The blood patterns on her foot, like she's walked so through. like she's walked through it. She's not going to have that blood pattern if he's done it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And like you said, there's no one of his DNA, and he's literally apparently climbed out of the window, locked it, yeah. but then for that'd be all right. I'll put the silence about there. Yeah, and it, then when they've searched it, the police haven't found it. But then this dickhead's got it—the one with the same blood group as Sheila. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, if he if he got out of this window, there'd have been fibres. There'd have been something. There'd have been hair. We found. Well, we mentioned well, it on the Ian Huntley case. Ian Huntley. There's always, whenever there's an interaction with two people, there's always some kind of deposit between the two, whether it be saliva, a fibre, anything. Yeah. There is always one. Not one bit of Jeremy's DNA was found there. No, and I don't care how good at cleaning you are. You ain't gonna clean round it all, are you? Mm. That's what you know. What I'm saying. Like, of course not. I, I'm saying it here now. Jeremy Bamboo is an innocent man. I I think he is as well. He was just at the wrong time. He was fucking black, well, pretty much blackmailed by his fucking yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Just because he cheated on her, which I don't recommend. I don't say it's a good thing. Well, no, but don't fucking warrant warrant doing him up for murder. Yeah. Of his family. Yeah. And not having a a life at all. Yeah. I think he has been very, very, very much wrongly convicted. And as well, even little things. June's sister, 
rang them and said Sheila sounded odd on the phone. Yeah. It's all pointing towards her. It is. It is pointing all towards her. Either fucking Jeremy's pulled the wool over everyone's eyes, which in a way... It's possible, yes. It's possible, but he he got caught, he got put away anyway. Mm. So he would. I don't think he'd have gone through that much effort. No. Especially if he was charged in, what was it, 1986 or something. We're now in 2023. Yeah. He's still protested his innocence. Yeah, I don't. And they've even told him, you ain't getting out, mate. At that point, if you done it, you'd be like, fuck it. No. I've done it. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. I Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I don't think he'd done it. And that poor... Fuck it. Let's just say he is innocent. 1986, he said. Yeah. So he has spent... Was it twenty-seven years? No, thirty-seven years. Yeah, thirty, thirty odd years. Thirty-five, thirty-six years. Ninety-eight, six. Ninety-nine, ninety-six. Two thousand six. Twenty sixteen. So four. So, yeah, tw- thirty-seven years. He is in spent prison, inside. and not only that, in Wakefield Prison, mm. the top, one of the top Cate prisons in the world, with the likes of Dennis, Dennis Nielsen Dilton. and all these sort of people in it. Mm. His mental state you'd think would be fucked mm. but for him to still be sane yeah and you've got one of the top leading journalists the one who basically called out Jimmy Savile mm. which yeah. led to the arrests of the likes of Rolf Harris and Gary Glitter etc mm. coming out and saying nah he's fucking innocent yeah. now you see why they say if this is correct it's one of the biggest miscarriages of justice in the UK history I think it is I think it is I'd actually put money on it. And even, especially, with the likes of the police, fucking up all the DNA evidence. Well, they fucked up the crime scene. That's what I mean. So they they haven't fucking tracked this as it should have been tracked. No. No. They royally balls this up, and I bet if they didn't, they probably would have proved Jeremy Bamber's innocence. Yeah. And the fact that he has spent 30 plus years in prison Mm. on the accounts of the silencer... The same silencer that in nowadays would have been irrelevant. Would have been absolutely irrelevant. Yeah, that's bollocks. You man. would be fucking fuming. Yeah, you would. The compensation back pay he would get. Yeah. Because it's not only mental state, that's half his life gone. Yeah. That's a good chunk of his life gone over nothing. Mm. He spent more of his life in prison. In, yeah, exactly. This is what I mean for something that I don't think he's done no I really don't think he's done especially the guy is apparently the sane as anything yeah like you say a well balanced man yeah he ain't got no he ain't got to. no motive to do it that's yeah that is the perfect that, like, motive yeah if they why when they looked at all this evidence he would have had a motive yeah he ain't um, like you say he's he is sane yeah he's got no he, he's not you know what I mean like he's not mental mm-hmm. so he, if he was to do it he'd have had to have had to do it for a reason yeah he ain't just mindless and there is no motive mm. there is motive with her what this thing with David and the silencer is a bit sus yeah but uh, mm. but you, but again it would be rendered moot in today's technology mm. in today's world like trials and everything It'd be absolutely irrelevant. And that's the one thing they sentenced him on. And the thing that pisses me off is the jury. You need to prove beyond all doubt. Or you need to come to conclusive 
no doubt that Sheila was not capable of doing this. How on God's earth did they fucking get to that point? Surely one of them. The only reason they'd have said that is because she said she didn't want to kill her boys. But if she was having a mental episode, she don't know who she's She's schizophrenic. Yeah. Split personality disorder. Mm. The normal her, for lack of a better word, wouldn't want to kill her kids. But this fucking witch-believing one that believes God's talking to her and all this shit could be more than capable of doing so. 100%. 100%. She's been in and out of mental institutions her whole life. Her husband's come out and said, yeah, she was abusive. Mm. She's attacked him. Which would make sense as well why the boys live with him and not her. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's fucking mad, isn't it? This is what I mean. And I found all this out from watching a Wakefield documentary. Yeah. I didn't even know about Jeremy Bamber. No. But didn't you say on the previous episode that they think he could have mental health issues? Yeah, but at the same time, if he's been proven sane, he blatantly don't. Mm. I thought you said he said that um, he was talking to a copper. Yeah, he was outside, wasn't he, about the but cars the and all that. Never... Well, no copper's ever come forward and said about it. Yeah. Strange. don't get me wrong this is what I mean so much of it you could say maybe Jeremy could do it mm. but at the same time there's way too much evidence pointing towards and he's passed the polygraph yeah don't get he's me done everything he possibly can to prove his fucking innocence don't get me wrong I've mentioned before on like some of what, like some of the more subjects with polygraphs they're not 100% people can fool them and maybe because he was he's been in prison for 20 odd years that he could but, really truly believe it himself that he didn't do but it but for this guy with the whole sanity test and everything this guy would have to be like Hannibal Lecter yeah proper knows exactly what he's doing and uh, if but if he knows he's exactly what he's doing why would he leave the silencer there yeah it yeah it'd have all been planned out and if he and if he did leave the silencer there why when the police searched did they not find the fucking thing yeah and also like he if he was really that cold and calculating mm. excuse me he'd have got rid of everything yeah the the bike where he said he apparently escaped yeah. from with he'd have got rid of that he'd, like you say with the silencer stuff like that he'd have, he'd have done away with exactly so there was no trace of him being a but, part of that which scene there wasn't yeah but well you know with the bike they found yeah but stuff but, like that but it just makes it's like he ever thought because people are like, well there's no DNA evidence there so he must have cleaned it you ever thought there's no DNA evidence there Cause he because wasn't. he wasn't there yeah like I said like he, if he he can't be that good with bleach no to clean his DNA evidence and not everyone else no exactly and the blood splatter on her foot and everything so she's walked around with him as he's shot everyone mm. her mum her dad her kids and gone lay down and she's gone, yeah, no bother. Yeah, so if he was to do that, he's got to be fucking sadistic. That's what I mean. And mind-controlling. And do you know the horrible thing? <clears throat> the only one that can truly give us the answers is Jeremy Bamber. Yeah. He knows himself Yeah. if he was there, if he'd done it or not. Mm. Yeah. But 30 plus years to still be years. fucking protesting your innocence. You've been said, you're never getting out, mate. You ain't even got the possibility of parole. You've applied five times and had it rejected five times. But you still... And you're still doing it. Mm. <laughs> it's, 
Oh, mate, was fucked. Yeah, I'd put money on it that he's in. He's in and some. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'll be very, very shocked if it comes out that he did. Do if it. he admit that he done it, and he, if I think the only, he done it, I think the like only situation he'll ever admit he done it if he was the one responsible is as like an Ian Brady situation on his deathbed. Yeah, his last sentence would be like, "Yeah, I did it." Yeah, but yeah, I, just... I can't see it. All the evidence, mm. everything that would be so crucial nowadays, <coughs> yeah, is pointing towards her. But everything that would have been crucial. Back then, that was pointing towards him, is the same stuff that would have been absolutely fucking pointless nowadays. How has no one given this a backlog? Like, like, why is no Crown Prosecution or anything given this a full detailed backlog? I think they should. I think they should. But I think at the same time, they don't want to admit that they fucked up. Yeah, but... Because they've already fucked up with the fucking crime scene and everything else. Yeah, well, that, like I say, that was in 1986. People now, they, they want to write their wrongs. Yeah. The people who were in charge and say that now, they're either dead or retired. Mm-hmm. Or they're just sad bastards who love working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but like, um, I just feel like, it, uh, yeah, they can look back on it and they'll be like, nah, this is right. <laughs> especially, if, especially if I was like one of the main leaders of like a crown prosecution and I've got Mark William Thomas saying he's innocent, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, maybe I ought to really have a look yeah, at this. Yeah, 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 yeah. This guy seems to be a bit reliable when yeah. it comes to this sort of thing. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're being a making mockery. Because now. I remember, because I watched this um like little mini documentary on him when he because he wrote a book about paedophilia and that and how it, there was a major paedophile ring in that and he said Jimmy Savile was at the core of it and the backlash he got because he was a fucking nation's hero yeah, at the time yeah, weren't yeah, he that, yeah. the backlash he fucking got it was like how dare you of course you're only saying this now he's dead etc 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 and then what come out and look what's come out yeah beyond yeah. concrete proof yeah and then that and then he wrote a book and that was what led to the arrests of Ralph Harris, Ralph Harris Gary Glitter I thought Gary Glitter was already inside cause before Jimmy said I think it was a case of like there were a lot more oh, sort right. of thing. Oh, right, what was laid yeah. on. Right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, all that sort of shit. Mm. And you've got him. I mean, if I'm fucking Jeremy Bamber and I'm innocent, I'll be buzzing to have this Donny on the case. Oh, fucking right. And it's a bit weird as well, because uh, he's a journalist, they're like, nah, you're not allowed to see him, even though he's went down the correct routes of applying to see him in that. Mm. But then any other Tom, Dick or Harry can go in and see him. Yeah. Oh, we should go and see him. <laughs> I think they have to accept it. Visitation order, don't they? Yeah. But. <laughs> don't want to be on a podcast. <laughs> Can you imagine that? But he has. He's done tele. Not podcasts, but he's done telephone interviews and everything. So this guy truly, honestly believes he's innocent. Yeah. I believe he's innocent. I, I personally do as well. I think there's just too much pointing towards Sheila. The mo- she had the motive. So that's what it always comes down to. You see any killer documentary. Motive. The one thing they always say, motive, um, capability, and what's the other Execution? one? Execution. Yeah, something like that. She had all three. Nailed on. Mm. Yeah. You don't need to be Sherlock Holmes. No. And especially if he is innocent. The poor bastard has been charged with the murders of his family when he knows he didn't do it. Yeah. His family of all people, do you know what I mean? He's lot. He's he probably hasn't even proper had time to mourn them. 
No. Because everyone's looking at him as he's the one responsible. Yeah, they're looking at him as a monster. Yeah. Re- reality, he's not. He's not. The monster done it, has killed herself, done yeah. herself in, so. And the sad reality of is, if she was schizophrenic and everything, she probably didn't even want to do it, like, herself personally. Do you know no, what I mean? No, no, yeah. Whew. Fuck me. Bit of a madders, isn't it? Yeah. Bit of a fucking madders. If people who are listening, I hope you're still listening. <laughs> but if you think, <laughs> well, what we could do is on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, am I? You right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> on Tuesday, after the, the this episode's gone out for a few days mm-hmm. or a day or so, I'll put a poll up on our Facebook. Yeah. And I want to see what people, what other people think. Yeah. Do you think Jeremy Bamber is innocent, or do you think he is guilty? And if you do think he's guilty, let us know why you think he's guilty. Yeah. Do you agree with us that it just don't seem plausible? No. Because I just... If like you I said, took... oh, we're not trained. No. But if you took all the evidence and put it down a list... Yeah. And you had to point it towards Sheila or Jeremy, so much more is going to be pointed towards Sheila than it is Jeremy. Yeah, 100%. So much more. 100%. But then again, that's a f- if, I, if it was Jeremy, that's a fucking good motive oh, to yeah. get everyone away from yeah. him. If, if Jeremy is the one responsible for this... He has, well, I'd say pulled a blinder, but he hasn't because he's been charged with it. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? For for people like us to be talking, nah, he couldn't have done that. He's fucking, do you know what I mean? He's, there, yeah, there he's almost gotten away with the perfect murder. Yeah. But, <laughs> but he hasn't. But he hasn't. Well, in a way, it's like Sheila's got away with a perfect murder, but she's killed herself. Yeah, well, yeah. Or was killed. Yeah. But would you really, really, even if you are schizophrenic, you would not lay down yeah. after your kids have just been killed, your parents have just been killed, and let your brother just shoot you? Yeah, because he'd have... That's the thing, because for him to have the angle, he'd have had to have laid down with her. Yeah, gone... Yeah, Ba-dum. bang. There'd have been fibres. Yeah. Of him laying there'd down. There'd have been everything. They'd have had his... And the one... There'd have been his DNA on the bodies. over. That place. Yeah. Even the slightest bit of fibre would have been found of his. They found nothing. All on her. All on her. The blood specks on her foot, the works. And again, so many people were saying with the gunshot. Yeah, but she shot herself twice. The gun's been proven it can do that. One yeah. trigger can... Boom, boom. Yeah. Especially if it's semi-automatic. If it's semi-automatic, it, you shoot yourself, you... you your body will react. Yeah. And it will go again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a twitch. Yeah. You know, like you see, like when animals die yeah. or when people die, they twitch. I mean, you see, it, <laughs> whenever you see a shot, it's never just shot and it goes straight through. No matter where you're shot, your body will move back. It will resist. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because it's just been twatted with a bullet. Mm. It's not just going to be perfectly still, like, ow, oh, that hurt. Yeah. It's going to move even the slightest bit, like, bang. It's a, yeah. it's a fucking. It's a bullet going, God knows how quick, smacking into something that's trying to resist it. Yeah. Of course the body's going to move. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's... My mind is made up, Josh. And like like I said, with the blood spot on the foot, means she was walking about because where her body was found is where she was killed. Yeah. So... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, my mind's made up, Josh. Yeah. But like Ed said, we'll put a poll on and 
you guys let us know what you think, and if you do believe Bamba's uh, guilty, let us know why. Well, obviously, we're not here to say, nah, 100%, Bamba's innocent. That's what we personally believe. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. could be absolutely wrong. We could be. Yeah, there's probably, probably stuff what's missing. Yeah, of course. But what I've heard, Bamba's innocent. Yeah. He's innocent. Mm-hmm. But no, I think that's me about done, my boy. No, oh, nice yeah. one. What we got next week? Next week, we're going to be crossing the Irish Sea. Oh. I know it's not technically British Isles, but we're connect- it's connected to Northern Ireland, so fuck it. It's being part <laughs> of it. we the Republic of Ireland. And we're going back to cryptids. Hey! So, yeah, I'm back in my territory. <laughs> Felt a bit lost. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about the man-eating giant crocodile-like otter. <laughs> crocodile-like otter? Yeah, Phil, yeah. Was it a lot of scales? It, I think it was... Yeah, I don't really know. There's so many descriptions. But um, we're going to be talking about the Dovaku, which is a very... I what, like saying what it. What he said. Yeah. It's spelled D-O-B-A-R. Oh, Dovar. No, but it's, but it's pronounced Dovar. Oh, for fuck's sake. C-H-U. Dovaku. Oh, I forgot it's Irish. It's not Siobhan. <laughs> yeah. It's not Siobhan. It's Simbahan. <laughs> it's Simbahan. <laughs> You don't have a B in Siobhan. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's the Dovaku. So, yeah, that is it. Like I said, it's. I remember I watched a documentary. Uh, oh, what was it fucking called? Uh, but it had. It made a, a lasting impression then. Thing is, I've watched loads of them. Well, <laughs> it weren't Monster Quest. It was. Oh, I can't remember what it was fucking. Oh, Boogeyman. It was called Boogeyman. <laughs> it was about, like, different cryptids and everything. Yeah. And when I was on the Dovaku, and the bloke who went on it, he was he, he his voice was just mesmerising. <laughs> he was a weird character, but I'll tell you what, I'd love to talk to him. I just it, I think he's got some yarns. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, yeah. He, could ta- he could he could pretty much mug you off, and you'd still want more. <laughs> he had like one of them kind of voices. Yeah. He, oh, I can't think of his name. But um, so yeah, that'll be my next one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm right. Cl- I'm starting to clutch at straws now. Yeah, yeah. What to do? I feel like we are slowly coming to the end. I, I mean, I've so. got a couple more serial killers to cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, I haven't even mentioned the big three yet. Well, what three of the big ones? Who? Nelson, Shipman, Sutcliffe. Oh yeah. I haven't even mentioned. Said oh, about them oh, three yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I cannot do British serial killers and not mention them three. Nah, nah. And there is one killer. What we haven't mentioned, which yeah. we have to mention. The big one. The OG of serial killers, really. And the perfect mystery. Yeah. When you think British mysteries, he is at the top of a lot of people's oh, lists, yeah. if not the top. And that is Jack the Ripper. But I got him. Yeah. <laughs> Bastard! <laughs> Did we do rock paper scissors for it or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah and I won. Fair play. <laughs> Fair play. So yeah, at some point I will be, I will be doing Jack the Ripper, but I'll ju- I feel like that's got to be like near. A finale. That's got to be a finale episode, it's isn't it? Be, it's isn't got it? to be. But um, but yeah, I'm pretty. I'm yeah, I'm pretty much done. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm pretty much done. It was your fucking <laughs> subject. <laughs> if you've got this far, thank you very much. You can follow us on Facebook, which is Missing Mysteries in Black and White. You can follow us on Instagram, which is Missing Mysteries underscore. You can email us at missingmysteriesoutlook.com. 
and that could be sightings friends sightings theories that could be ideas for us that could be absolutely anything even criticism criticism as long as it's in a polite way yeah criticism praise we'd rather have praise obviously but, you know <laughs> <laughs> we'll take this we'll take the smooth of the rough exactly but um, yeah it could be absolutely anything and it ain't even got to do anything with the podcast no just if you want to get to know us yeah literally I'll be buzzing if I get an email saying Josh what did you have for tea yesterday yeah yeah <laughs> well my friend <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah so you, you can uh, get hold of us like that like I say it's mysterymysteriesoutlook.com we really really would love it if people could um, communicate, communicate with, us. with us in some way shape or form mm-hmm um, we have got a YouTube, which is Miss Mysteries, but it's easy. The easiest way is to follow the link, which is on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And again, our Facebook is Miss Mysteries in Black and White. Mm-hmm. You can listen to us at Josh Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Samsung, Podchaser, Player FM, and iHeartRadio. Podbean and Podbean. How do I forget Podbean? <laughs> yeah, no, that's the main one. That's the OG. It's one of the main <laughs> ones. But um, yeah, the. Well, you you already listened to us, so it's wherever you've listened to. But um, <laughs> on one name, but if, they, if you want to try anything else, there you are. And seeing it's going to be a little time before our video comes out, one thing we haven't mentioned: what's that? That we are officially a year old. Yeah. So a massive, massive thank you to everyone that has listened to any one of our episodes or all of our episodes or yeah. communicated with us in any way. If you follow the Facebook or subscribe to us on YouTube follow us on instagram literally any way you've connected with us i'll say yeah massive 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 thank you yeah we've got a hug for you yeah <laughs> virtual hug can't bring it in right now see see my arms are around the mic if you're not hugging your phone right now i will be heartbroken come on bring it in I'm just there standing on the outside looking on. <laughs> nah, this is weird, mate. Stop it. <laughs> Embrace me. Whisper sweet things in my ears. No. <laughs> Bang it in. <laughs> None of that. None of that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's mad. I think we've been doing this over a year yeah, now. Yeah, it is actually insane. How quick it's come round. Yeah, it is. Uh, it still feels like last week we was in Lewis's uh, kitchen saying that we should do a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I can remember the day like he said, "Oh, you two should do a podcast." No, I can remember. I can remember because I was around Lewis's, and he said about me and he doing, and I messaged him. Yeah, you. Yeah, it's like fancy doing a podcast. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I say still the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. Hundred percent, mate. Same here, brother. Same here. That's what I mean. But we need friends who like monsters. <laughs> We've got loads of friends who like conspiracy theories, and they're all like, oh, yeah, about this? And Josh, yeah, Josh is in his element. I'm just like, do you like dragons? <laughs> yeah, Paige likes dragons. Yeah, Paige dragons. That's fair, that's fair. But you know what I mean? Like, you see, yeah. I want someone who likes big But at the same time, right, <laughs> even though people say they, they like my stuff, yeah. everybody knows the main ones of your stuff. Every fucker knows Loch Ness Monster. Bigfoot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So. Well, yeah, yeah. Whether they believe them or not, it's a different story. But they know of them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then getting to know, then you get to find some right weird fucking things (laughs) what are apparently out there. (laughs) But I say, like, people who are like, I've never heard of a Wendigo before. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) Sit down, my son. You are in for a treat. Yeah. 
Oh, I think I, that is still one of my favourite of um, done. Yeah, Wendigo. I really yeah. did enjoy doing that. I put my heart and soul in. Yeah, that was, was a good one. But um, which is weird because on most of my research is on Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> to do a Wendigo. So. <laughs> but um, no. So if you got this far, thank you ever so much for listening. Yeah, and we will see you next time. Bye. See ya.